Burger King is facing a whopper of a lawsuit with the fast food chain's critics claiming false advertising with some of its favorite lunch offerings. We'll get into the juicy details on this week's episode of Stuff You Should Know About IP. Stuff You Should Know About IP is the only charcoal grilled podcast about intellectual property on the menu. So if you're having fun learning about IP today, please hit that like button wherever you're watching or listening. Leave a comment, subscribe, and don't forget to bring home an order of fries for your kids. Today's episode of Stuff You Should Know About IP is brought to you by the Trademark Lawyer Magazine. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on in the world of IP and trademarks, go to www.trademarklawyermagazine. Each issue is free to read for up to eight weeks. That's trademarklawyermagazine.com for global news in the world of trademarks. All right. I think I got the uh, secret sauce out of my beard. Ray, I'm impressed that you got through that whole intro <laughs> with a whopper in your mouth. I, I really, that, I, 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 that did not go as smoothly as I planned. <laughs> no, no, but it went well. <laughs> it's not it went so well. hard to talk. I kept waiting for you to pause and like it's take a, a break or something. So this is, this is it. This is probably the most unfavorable view. Where I took a bite, I mean, that looks a little bit more yeah. appealing, somewhat, somewhat like the pictures, but still not anywhere close. Okay, so since you've done it, Ray, since you've done it, I'll pull out the impossible burger that I bought. Tomato out. Okay, so let's check. Let's check out the impossible burger. I want to see the impossible burger. Right, right out of the wrapper. I'm gonna take another bite of this. Okay, right out of the wrapper is the impossible burger. Okay, that is impossibly unlike. The advertisement. Yeah. Now, so I'm showing you every angle because I want the I want them to get it in the light most favorable to Burger King. And by the way, as much as this looks nothing like the advertisement, let me just say it's still good. It's still good. I mean, the Whopper is a fantastic sandwich, but it doesn't look anything like the ad. So basically, what's happening is there is a lawsuit. A, a few plaintiffs got together. They're suing Burger King for false advertising, essentially, because of what everybody pretty much already knows. And that is the thing on the picture doesn't look anything like the thing you actually buy and are eating. So they're suing. That's really where we are right now. I didn't right know you could do case. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. You know, shit, actually, I I my whole action decades ago. So the action is pl- taking place. Coincidentally, our firm is litigating a case right now for patent infringement in the Southern District of Florida. And this case is taking place in the Southern District of Florida. So maybe I will see these plaintiffs and defendants during one of my hearings down at the Southern District in Fort Lauderdale. So anyway, a bunch of plaintiffs are suing Burger King. And without getting into the gory details of the complaint, although I'm sure you're gonna wanna show a few pictures, you know, you know, edit some in, but without getting into all the gory details, they're essentially saying that the burgers are approximately 35% larger in the advertisement than in real life, mm-hmm. and they contain more than double the meat. Now, 
Why is this a problem? Well, let me just read the language from the complaint. Let me just scroll down to it. Bear with me one moment. Okay, so, so what they're saying is, here are, here are four or five paragraphs from the complaint. Burger King's advertisements for its burger and menu items are unfair and financially damaging consumers as they are receiving food that is much lower in value than what was promised. Burger King actions are especially concerning now that inflation, food and meat prices are very high and many consumers, especially lower income consumers, are struggling financially. Burger King's promise to consumers of a large portion of food with their purchase are also causing consumers to come or order from Burger King and make purchases they would not have otherwise made. And they're unfairly competing with burger chains that more fairly advertise the size of their burger and menu items. So their promises of large portions of food to steer consumers to Burger King for their meals and away from competitors, um, they're unfairly diverting millions of dollars in sales that would have gone to competitors. Mm. And uh, then they go on and give all these examples. But one was a comparison between Burger King and Wendy. So essentially, they're saying it's unfair to consumers and it's unfair to competitors in this, in this particular lawsuit. Wait, by the way, the final thing I'll mention, which I find kind of funny, is that they then list in the complaint each of the allegations of the individual plaintiffs. So there's this guy in Florida named, named Walter Coleman, and he's one member of this class action. And at the end, it says, if Mr. Coleman knew that said burgers were much smaller than advertised, he would not have purchased the burgers. Then there's somebody named Marco DiLeonardo in New York State. If Mr. Leonardo knew that the burgers were smaller than advertised, he would not have bought the burgers. Then a Mr. Matthew Fox says the same thing. And then a Madeline Salzman from New York says the same thing. And what I just find kind of funny is, seriously, yeah. you didn't know when you yeah. bought this that it That's wasn't exactly going to I'm... look like what's in the picture. Really? I just, I mean, look, I, I'm going to admit, I'm going to admit something live on air here to our millions of millions of fans. Okay. I have had Burger King before, before today. I know, I know I don't look like the type to go to fast food restaurants. I thought you were only eating celery and carrots, Ray. But I have been to Burger King before. And I, I think many people have been to Burger King before. And I think most people know that they don't, the burgers don't look like the ones in the pictures. I mean, this is just common sense. It's common, it's common knowledge. People know the burger you get is not the burger in the picture and people keep going back. Yeah, because <laughs> it tastes good. It tastes good. And also here's the other thing that kills me about the, the portions of food and how it's impacting people uh, financially who are going expecting larger portions of food. I mean, have you ever ordered a Whopper and fries and afterward felt like you didn't get enough food? I, I finish a Whopper and fries and I, like, it's hard for me to get out of my chair. This is a so Coke. full. And so when I, I was just- a kid, When I was a kid, the Coke was up to the brown line. This the rest was bigger, ice. 
It's as big as my head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The portions are huge. Now, having said that, it's not appropriate, I don't think, to advertise these fantastic-looking burgers when you end up with this, okay? I mean, if you could, when you edit this, put a side-by-side with this. Here's here's a photo. This is from the complaint. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so you can at, see you can see the. Am I sharing the right screen here? Yeah. That, yep. That's the actual whopper. And, and by the way, that yeah, this is the picture in the complaint looks nicer than the one that I bought. Oh yeah. No, no. Like, I'm not okay, talking this, about this whopper. I'm not talking about the ad. I'm talking yeah. about the actual whopper, the bad one in the complaint. Yeah. Looks this looks better, better than both than of them. This. Okay. This, this is not. By the way, check the this three. out. Check this out. Okay. Go back to the complaint and look at the bad one, the one that's not the actual one. Okay, so there's Tom's again. This is this is what mine looks like. This and you saw me unwrap it, okay? So look at this. <laughs> Come on, I would gladly take the 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 actual whopper from the complaint, and it's better than the one I just bought. And Ray, can you put up the picture that I took? Yeah. So while I was in line a half hour ago, I took a picture of the actual screen so that you could see the comparison of the actual impossible Whopper versus this, okay? I mean, and I'm trying to give it the best view possible. And let me say, I can't emphasize this enough. I love the Whopper. So I still will eat these Whoppers and I still think it's worth it because it's a great sandwich, but come on, dude, okay? Give us something that's a little closer to what it actually looks like. Hey, so it got me thinking as I'm watching this about that one Star Trek episode. So I don't know yeah. if you want to play that clip or. Oh, I do. Let's just watch the clip and then we can talk about it. Okay, you guys. All right. I'm appearing before you as a neutral representative of the Fabonin Republic. Bring you a message of goodwill. And present to you, esteemed members of the Tanaxi delegation, a gift. From the Fabonin High Council with the highest regard. What's wrong with you? Excuse me? Why don't they want it anymore? Uh, well, this was once a piece of an ancient weapon, and now they offer it as a symbol of, of peace. In the Fabonin culture, to surrender a weapon is an offer of truth. How did they come by? They told me they acquired it a long time ago. So they stole it then. No, they, um, well, you don't know the Fabonians like we do. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Your Excellency, this gift. They're proud of untrustworthy thieves who want to see us murdered in our own beds. This beloved artifact is a symbol of trust and peace. They want to chop us into pieces and roast us over a no, fire. I don't think that's true. And eat us. What? <laughs> There it is. <laughs> so when I when I saw the ads, I thought of this clip. Because when, when you sent this to me, I'm for the first like minute, I'm thinking, okay, what is Tom trying to say here? I'm expecting like a burger to fly out from one of those 
those portals on the side. And then when when you see how tiny the little whatever that thing is is, I'm like, oh, okay, I get where he's going with this. Yeah. So so here so this, by the way, is not unique to Berg. Okay. A few years ago, I think back in 2013. Somebody posted something on social media about the Subway footlong sandwich, okay? Uh -huh. And he measured it, and it was only 11 inches. Uh -huh. So a class action was brought against Subway for that inch, okay? Because uh -huh. they were only 11, 11 inches instead of 12. Right. And ultimately, it was a kind of an interesting result. The appeal, somehow it got to the appellate division, right? The judge tossed the case and basically said that the lawyers were scam artists because at the end of it all, the settlement that they came to was, there was like 10 plaintiffs, they each got $500. The lawyers got $520,000. That was the, yeah, exactly. So the judge went crazy, like, and I don't mean she went crazy, she was just very angry. And she said, this is a scam. This is just about the plaintiff's lawyers getting some benefit and the people not getting anything because they ended up with 500 bucks each, right? How did that happen? <laughs> I, I tried to like trace through it, but I was racing to Burger King to get the sandwich for the podcast yeah. and I didn't want to get into an accident. But anyway, so, but these things happen like where there's, because here's the fact, they are advertised terribly. I mean, yeah. that Whopper looks nothing like the one that I just bought, right? right. And maybe the Subway sub is an inch shorter. But the fact is, the question is, did, did it trick anybody? You know, I mean, is anybody duped by this? And I don't know, that's like, that's a good question. And then, you know, I was thinking, remember we did those videos on false advertising versus puffery? Yeah. It's clearly not puffery because we're actually showing a side-by-side -side comparison. So it's right. not like you're saying, we have the world's greatest burgers. That would be puffery. Right. But if we say, here's what they look like and they don't, that is false. And right. they probably do need to get slapped around a little bit. But the question is, is anybody really tricked by it? And that's why I thought those complaints, Mr. DeLeonardo or DeLeonardo and Mr. Fox, they're like, I wouldn't have bought it had I known that it was going to be, bam, this. And not yeah. Thing. I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. But I see your point. I think I just don't care. I don't care I, if they want to make it look to me, the beauty of that advertisement and the way that that burger looks, that's how it tastes to me. So what I see is a representation of the taste, not of the actual burger itself. Interesting. But I like that. I Ray. You could be the defense lawyer. Yeah. Ray, you could be the defense lawyer. Hey, you're, you're saying, hey, this is this is how we make you feel. Right, right. And oh, by the way, it does make me feel that way. Right. Until because, like 30 minutes after you eat it. Oh, yeah. Then you feel like terrible. But, but when I went out to buy this for our podcast, I'm sure you know, I also bought one to eat on my way back. Right. Okay. And the way I felt, the way my brain chemistry was feeling is the way that picture looked. Uh-huh. And it yeah. felt like it was this big, robust burger with meat coming off the side and yeah. tomatoes stacked up and lettuce. Sort of like if you close your eyes as you take a bite. Yes. It's yes. that it looks like, but only if your eyes are closed. Yes. Hey, so there's another interesting thing from the complaint that's probably worth mentioning. 
And that is a few years ago, let me just see if I could find it here. The UK got ticked off about this and they did something. Wait a second, see, it's almost there, almost there. Let me see. Good thing you can highlight in Adobe. Oh yeah, approximately 12 years ago, Burger King was ordered to stop advertising overstated burgers by the Advertising Standards Authority, the United Kingdom's regular regulator of advertising. So this has been going on, of course, for some time. It's not, it's not a new thing here. And oh, by the way, if you wanna hear how long these types of actions were going on, I found another one, let me see. Let me see. I found one from 1980. Let's see if I could get it here. 1980. Where they were sued. Be, oh, dang it. Of course, it's up on my highlight screen here someplace. Hold on, hold on. That's 2022. That's not it. Let me see. Okay, one more place here. Just bear with me. I'm almost there. Let's. Oh, there it is. I got it. Okay. So, 1982, there was an action. Wendy's sues Burger King over ad campaign. Okay. Hmm. And basically, they said, we cannot allow the American consumer to be confused, confounded, and misled by Burger King's campaign. Our research completely contradicts everything they claim. And basically, what they were saying is that, that Burger King, uh, that the nation's largest, okay, they said that their ads say that consumers prefer its broiled burgers to the fried patties of its competitors. That mm -hmm. was what they said in 1982 that they like broiled burgers more than their competitors and their competitors, including Wendy's and McDonald's were like, oh, we are not going to put up with this. We're going to stop this. And they said, oh, it's kind of cool because remember this is, this is 1982. They wanted an injunction because they said, if the ads continue on TV, remember that, remember a thing called TV, Ray? You might be uh, too young for that. Yeah, it was those big boxes and they had- the Yes, it was pre-Netflix, pre there was a thing called TV. Yeah, and my grandpa was, called it the boob tube. Yeah, exactly. And there were commercials on this thing. So on TV, they said if the ads continue, an estimated 90% of all American consumers will have seen the ads within eight weeks, okay? That was the power of TV at one wow. time. But, but so the thing is, these, these false advertising campaigns have been going on for, a, or I mean, lawsuits have been going on for a long time. And this one, though, I think will hit home the most with people. Mm. Because whether, if you claim that people like fried or uh, uh, charboiled more or charbroiled more than fried, no one cares. No one even gets it. But if you show them an ad, for a Whopper, then you show them this, people get it. It's just so obvious and visible. There was that movie with Michael Douglas in 1993. Don't show the clip because it's a little stressful. But Falling where Michael down. Douglas, 
yeah, he's falling down where he finally, I've had enough, you know, I've, I've been harassed now in my life and I can't take it. He goes into a burger joint and I think it's called the whammy burger or something. And he uh -huh. looks at it like we're doing now. And he goes, wait, this is nothing to do with what's on that screen. And then he pulls out a gun and all hell breaks loose. Yeah. But it's kind of like what frustrated people get to. It's like, this is what I'm getting, really? Yeah. And it's kind of hard for people to get to the Ray point of view, which is, well, it's not what it actually looks like. It's how you feel when you eat it, right? Yeah. Like that might take a little bit of weed, maybe a little cannabis mixed into it. To yeah. The, thing, that, the thing that's so much worse about it today is that it's not cheap to go to Burger King anymore or McDonald's. Right. You, if you go with just one other person, you're going to spend, you get two meals, you're over $20. It's, oh, Absolutely. $25 I, just spent, even. I spent, I spent um, $17 to get a value meal, which was a Whopper fries, Coke, large, yeah, and the impossible burger just for this podcast. I spent $17. Now, I will say that I don't expect the burger to look like the picture, right? I said that already. But what is disappointing is the portion of fries that they give you. I remember you used to go, if you ordered a large fries, it was like more fries than you could possibly eat. Right, right, yeah. And that has significantly shrunk over the no years. No question. You know, and like they have good fries. So I'm always like, oh, last fry, you know, and you savor it. Now, yeah, this I'm was still the not large like size. hungry at the yeah, end of it. This was but the large size today. And yeah. when I got it, it wasn't even like, you know, it wasn't it was like bursting out. from the top. Exactly. Fries overflowing. It's not like that. No. Now, you know who we could give a plug for that does well at that? Five guys. Five guys. You go in there and order a fries. They fill the bag. They give yeah. you like the whole bag yeah, and yeah. there's stuff pouring over. You can't yeah. eat all the fries that they give you. Yeah. And then another local chain is Ted's Hot Dogs. Oh yeah, they they do it pretty well. They 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 really give you big portions. I got lettuce on me. Oh yeah, listen. If you're going, if you're ever going to be in Buffalo, New York, you got to go to Ted's. It's one of our staples here. Oh, it's so right? good. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So so all right. Well, if you guys enjoyed listening to us talk about Burger King's false advertising, well, the claims against claims, right, right, false advertising, um, and or if you're just hungry, make sure to. Leave a comment in the comment box at the bottom of this podcast. Yeah, you're just hungry. We just say, I'm hungry now. That would be right. fun. Um, and hit like, make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen. And we'll see you next time on another episode of Stuff You Should Know About Intellectual Property. Bye.